0: Welcome to the Smith & Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, an exciting podcast with the Smith & Rowland Show. We have the articulate, smooth, velvety tones of Alan Smith. Take it away, Alan Smith.
1: Oh, mercy sakes alive. I never felt so velvet in my life.
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: I felt this velvet one other time. I can't remember when it was. Good morning, Mr. Roland. How are we doing this morning?
0: Wonderfully well, wonderfully well, if I say Good. so myself, wonderfully well.
1: Listen, we've got a little topic here i like for us to take a look at. The title of it is an article It comes off of Prophecy News Watch, and this is a very interesting article in which brings, or it's Prophecy Watchers is the name of it, but it brings us into the narrative, Jeff, that's going on in Israel and the world. Yeah, the title of this article is "Are Modern Israeli Jews True Jews?" Right. In other words, they're saying, are the Jews that are in Israel or are they true Jews or not? And of course, the kind of the argument it looks like. A great percentage, I'll almost say half or better, of Christianity today believes in what we call replacement theology, yeah. and that is that the church replaces Israel, or Israel is not yeah. anymore necessary. It's like God chose the Jews, then he, they did so bad, he replaced them with the church. Yeah, so we're now the modern Jew, and so when it comes to what's going on in Israel today, you can see why a lot of Christians do not even back Israel. Yeah, well, and and,
0: and, that's right; they don't believe that Israel's a nation any longer,
1: right? And that's at
0: the forefront of all of the protests we see that says that Israel are occupiers in Palestinian land. To believe that Israel is no longer a nation. Is to believe that the Palestinians on that land and that Israel are, are occupiers. Well, that's why that Hamas went in and beheaded babies and mutilated pregnant women and wreaked havoc on southern Israel is because Palestine believes that Israel's living in their land. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah. to embrace a replacement theology puts you politically on the same side with the Palestinian cause and the cause of Hamas. Well,
1: there was a time that Hitler... It is believed that he was a believer of replacement theology, which is one reason he hated the Jews so. And it's also the way that he convinced Christianity, the Christian believers of that time, that the Jews were inferior. They killed Christ. And so, therefore, they need to be exterminated. Yeah. Yeah. So it started here in this article to say, Jeff, there is much confusion rising to the surface anti-Semitism that rises to the surface. Please see this short video. Oh, I don't need to say all that video, but it goes down into the article. Are yeah. modern Jews descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Modern Jews are a separate nation of people with a self-identity spread out among many other nations. The closest analogy to them are the gypsies. Now, who is this guy writing this article? Is he refuting the article or what's going on in no, this article? No, what, what this
0: is this is an excerpt pulled out of chapter six of the okay. book Zionism by Dr. Tommy Ice. And what Dr. Ice is doing is he is laying out the modern belief of replacement theology. Okay. And he begins to show, it's a rather lengthy article, but he begins to show. The holes, the biblical holes in replacement theology. So in a lot of this article, he is quoting from replacement theology theologians. And so that's kind of the framework behind the article. And so when he's saying modern Jews are a separate nation of people with a self-identity spread out among many other nations... The closest analogy to them are the gypsies. In one sense of the word, I understand that because the Jews were dispersed out of their land in AD 70 and wandered aimlessly, even scattered throughout the world. So I understand that claim. He says the only difference between modern Jews and gypsies is that the modern Jews claim to have a relation to the Bible Jews. Ah. So then he goes on to say that that's a claim I maintain is false. This is a quote from a guy named James Jordan, who is a replacement theology theologian. So he is claiming that there is no relationship between modern Jews and Bible Jews. And so this is the framework where this article comes from. He says, in summary, the largest and most influential proportion of Eastern European Jews came from Central Europe. By this analysis, we can show that the dominant ethnic element among Eastern European Jews is Judean, the ancient Jewish people of Judah in the Middle East. And that's by Kevin Allen Brook, a Jewish researcher. Some people contend that modern Jews do not have the blood of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in their veins. Now, this is where we get into, I guess, the uh, science behind this replacement theology theory.
1: Yes, that's where it begins.
0: Yeah. They contend that modern Jews, whether in or out of the land of Israel, have no genetic basis from which to claim that they are Jews, let alone the chosen descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Some say that since they are not true Jews, then they are not descendants of those who were scattered across the globe in AD 70, and they cannot return to what they never really left which is the land of Israel. Then he asked the question, is this true or just another effort to disinherit God's ancient chosen people? And I do mean you need to kind of, before we get into the next paragraph, because we're going to get into some scripture about this, but we need to kind of, I think, frame the fact and speak the fact that this is the foundation behind the current conflict and what the conflict has been since 1948. The intriguing thing to me is that the college kids on the campuses that's protesting for Palestine are maintaining to a replacement theology basis that those in Israel are occupiers in a Palestinian land. They do not, you would have to say, if you are supporting the Palestinian effort, and if you believe that the land of Israel right now are, is an occupied land by those that falsely claim they're Jews, you are embracing a replacement theology from a biblical perspective. So even those that the Palestinians, of course, would deny the Bible, and they claim most of them claim that Muhammad is is their prophet and that Jesus was nothing more than just a figurative teacher. Some in Islam believe he was he was a real teacher, but that he was not the son of God. So if you are pro-Palestinian, you're aligning yourself with that kind of theological thinking. And it's absolutely blasphemous, in my opinion, to get up and preach the Bible and hold to a replacement theology type doctrine. You deny the entirety of the word of God. You deny the call of Abraham. You believe that that covenant no longer exists. You would have to deny that covenant. You would have to say that that covenant has come to an end. Nowhere in the Scripture does it say it's come to an end. It is an unconditional covenant. There is nowhere that God said that covenant has a beginning and an ending. It had a beginning when God instituted it with Abraham, and it's still intact today. If it's still intact today, then those that are in Israel today have title to the land that God gave them back dating to the time of Abraham.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I totally agree. You know, the conflict, we don't, we can't, I think we also need to keep within our scope of thinking, Jeff, that Palestinians and Hamas is also, I need to make a distinction between those two also, because to I don't want to be guilty of labeling all Palestinians with the ideology of Hamas, because I think we would be, you've got some Palestinians now are begging to be relieved of Hamas. You know what I'm saying? Actually, yeah, Hamas, as as is, is they, not. there's not an Arab country anywhere that will accept Hamas.
0: No, but I would say, I would quickly say that all Palestinians, unless they have placed their faith in Christ, are embracing some type of an idea that Israel is not a nation to be considered as such. They would view Israel as occupiers in a land that they have laid claim to.
1: Well, definitely those that are the loudspoken for Palestine would say that. Right.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've well, got yeah. a lot of Palestinians that wouldn't embrace Hamas because of the tactics that they employ as far as their terrorist activities. But a large percentage of the Palestinians, I'd say an overwhelming percentage, the only condition to that would be Palestinians who have received Jesus Christ as their Savior. True Christian Palestinians would not necessarily embrace that idea, but a Palestinian that is Muslim and there, or follows Islam, they would be, in my opinion, they would have to embrace the framework that Israel has no right to that land.
1: Well, there's one, and what I'm citing, there was a Palestinian that spoke before some group in Israel. That had been a member of Hamas, but when they got into a lot of atrocities, he pulled out of Hamas, and he's Palestinian because and he came there to thank Israel for them allowing and to continue to allow the dome, the building over the dome of the rock. Over the dome of
0: the rock, yeah, right. Yeah,
1: and so this reason I can't go 100% on it is because he was the leader of a pretty large group of Palestinians that were sending word that we appreciate. Because right. the truth is all the Arab countries will not accept Palestinians. Actually the only there's not but two countries, the the Palestine or the Gaza Strip there and Israel. In other words, you yeah. can be a Palestinian and be in Israel. They embrace it. They do if and, you, and they give you that I right.
0: Believe, I believe that's an outlier group. Also, we need to cite this, Alan, the very founder, if I'm not mistaken, the very founder of Hamas. His son has converted to Christianity yeah, and received has, right. Jesus yeah. Christ as his Savior mm-hmm. and preaches Jesus as yeah. the solution to the problem. So, yeah. I mean, God's at work in all of this, and I believe that God has his people, even though some of them are—we don't know how many people belong to the Lord in, in yeah, and among yeah. all of them. The thing yeah, that we yeah. do know is that there is a biblical trend among Christians of biblical misinterpretation that leads down a path to a replacement theology doctrine that we see that permeated through Hitler. And later on in this article, he yeah, proves yeah.
1: that. Where I was headed with that other thing there on Palestine is that there are some Palestinians that I would not consider Hamas or even of the nature of Hamas, but yet they do not believe that the Jews are to be occupy that territory. But now my point was this, Jeffers, where I was headed. What's the difference in that and Christians that believe that God doesn't deal with Israel anymore, that they're inferior, that now the church has replaced the Jews? So they're, I mean, it looks like to me it's a little bit of the same spirit is what I'm saying. I know this will get me some bad mail, but what's the difference? Both of them are trying to do away with Israel. There is no difference. I see absolutely. Yeah, see what I'm no, saying? No, oh, mean, yes. Absolutely. I mean, we got problems here because we're assuming that all
0: Christians are in support of Israel, and that could nothing be further from the truth. That's exactly right. This article says the conviction that modern Jews are fraudulent has been clearly expressed by Presbyterian replacement theologian James B. Jordan. Now, to quote this theologian, here's what he says. With the passing away of the old covenant, there is no longer any such thing as a Jew in the biblical sense, declares Jordan. I wonder, he says, is there any other sense in which one could be a Jew except for the biblical sense? Unless by true Jews we mean Christians, there is no covenant, and therefore there is no nation and no race. Wow. And Alan, that is exactly what wow. permeated Hitler's thinking. So uh-huh. replacement theology is anti-Semitic. We've said this before. You can date no it back try. to the first century and uh, the teachings there. And uh, in a lot of ways, where it began was to preach a literal coming kingdom would mean death in the first century. The kings of that day would have executed someone who said and preached that there is a coming king that's going to do away with all other earthly kingdoms. And that began a replacement theology thinking, which said, well, the kingdom of God is a matter of the heart. It's not a matter of a literal kingdom that's coming to the earth. We know better than that. When Jesus left, Peter's question was, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? And Jesus said, not for you to know the times and the seasons. So we know there is a literal kingdom. I mean, that's plain. But in the thinking of replacement theology, you can't give that a place. You have to just go with the kingdom is always gonna be just a matter of the heart. But yeah. now the writer of this article refutes it by saying this, nowhere does the New Testament call Gentile Christians true Jews. Nowhere does it call the true Christians Jews. and Nowhere does it call the true Christians Israel or any such term. New Testament believers are called the seed of Abraham because he was the father of those who believed. Abraham was the only Gentile in the history of the world who became a Jew or Israelite. Since the Jewish race descended from him, Isaac and Jacob, all Christian believers in the current church age, whether Jew or Gentile, are offspring of the spiritual seed of Abraham. Then he cites some scriptures, and one such passage, Alan, is in Romans 4. We know it well, verses 1 through 5. And here's what it says. What shall we say then, that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. This is our connection to Abraham. It's a matter of faith. That's what gets confused with replacement theologians. Uh, They want to trace us back to Abraham in a genetic sense. The Bible teaches we are traced back to Abraham in the essence of faith. And so this is just one of the scriptures that gets misapplied and misinterpreted in thinking about replacement theology. Also,
1: you can take the analogy of I can, as Alan Smith, I've got three children. And they all take my last name, then I can adopt another child. Right. Through the adoption, that adopted child takes on my last name. Well, just because I'm not the actual father of that child doesn't mean you have to kill the father. Nowhere will that child ever do away with the family. That's he's become part of the family. And so replacement, if you to go to replacement. I mean, you can back up from replacement and say, as the scripture says, we've been grafted in,
0: mm-hmm. we're
1: adopted, mm-hmm. it says. So we're the yeah. adopted children into that concept. You don't do away with the family just because you've been adopted. That's right. And the yeah. replacement theology says, okay, we've been adopted, we've been grafted, but now we're going to do away with the family. Yeah, that's kind that's of right. bad manners, isn't it, Jeff? Well,
0: sure it is. You know, I just, Can't help but believe, I have a, uh, there's a Presbyterian pastor that comes to my mind that I've talked with several times who believes in a replacement theology, and as a result of it, he's been anti-Semitic his entire ministry. All he does is slam the Jews. Now, let me just say that the Jews that are currently in Israel, they do not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Right. They are unbelievers one of the things that we are seeing now not all we know that there are some in Israel that believe in Christ but for as a nation they do not believe that Jesus is the Christ what we're seeing happening in Israel now is part of the process of removing the blindness from their eyes that they will see him whom they have pierced and will at some point will recognize Jesus as the coming king when Mm -hmm. he comes the second time. Mm -hmm. So that's the process that's unfolding. If it wasn't for the biblical understanding that God has a program for Israel and God has a program for the church, we wouldn't be seeing what we're seeing now. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, Jeff, it's like I've said before. You see, you had, Abraham, you had God walking with man pre-Noah. That was the age of grace, the grace of God. God just walked with man. Then God chose a people in which to work with, the Jewish nation. And then God, through the cross of Christ, wanted to work with humanity again. And so then he raised up this secret or this mystery called the church, in which we find ourselves at now. So we're really, let's say that you got pre-Noah's one, you got the Jewish nation too now you got the mystery of the secret which is 3 now 3 includes 1 and 2 but 2 doesn't include 3 until 3 gets here and then it's not a 2 it's a 3 in other words what we believe God doesn't, you know, you and I have this hermeneutical law that we go by, and that is once God has said something, we believe that he doesn't have a hiccup and say, oh no, I did it wrong, and he backs up and punts. That's we believe right. once God says something, it just is. And or it will God, always
0: be until it's always, fulfilled. It,
1: yeah, it'll always be, because God doesn't say something that doesn't work out in the program of all humanity. So God established the nation Israel. And, they, and you do have the nation Israel. But then we're kind of the third set out. We're the kind of the orphans. We're the ones that are grafted in. So we're three. But it just so happened three includes one and two. It includes Israel. Oh, that's includes, right. And so anytime you take on the mentality, to me, when you say that the church has replaced Israel, that's no different than a hyper-dispensationalist, which I am tend to be more dispensational. But then, then when a hyper-dispensationalist says that the gifts cease to exist. Same thing. Well, what's the difference in saying they cease to exist and Israel ceased to exist? Once you get into the ceased, when God says something, now it ceases. Once you get into that, you're getting problematic. If God ever says he's not going to do something again, he'll say, I'll put a rainbow in the sky. This is how big a deal it is. This is how often this will reoccur. (laughs) It's not the one time God's ever said that. But anyway, I don't see a lot of difference, you know, say it's a sensationist type thinking. And when a lot of people believe that God did something, now he doesn't do it. You and I do not embrace that. You and I embrace if God once did it, he's still doing it. He's just still doing it because God said it. So therefore... And if he ever
0: <laughs> spoke it to the earth, it's still on the earth. It's, it's, just, it's, our, just, on, it's just here. On
1: but I don't see a lot of difference in that in replacement theology and a group of people that would say the gifts have ceased. Once right. you start handling scripture, that this has ceased, that has ceased. Now, see, with Israel, God didn't God's word doesn't say that it ever ceased. It said that God blinded them for that's a right. season. That's different than ceasing to exist, Yeah, you see. So we know that that's not correct interpretation.
0: Well, we know uh, that Paul didn't agree with that, or he wouldn't have prayed that all Israel be saved. That, so, that wouldn't
1: be too bright. Yeah,
0: no, if they no longer existed then you can't, you know, so I'm just saying that this replacement theology that began basically in the first century ends up with Adolf Hitler trying to extinguish all the Jews in a natural sense. And in a spiritual sense, this replacement theology ends up with the church doing away with the nation of Israel. So why bother in even praying for the peace of Jerusalem? Exactly. See, the love of God, Jeff, and the grace of
1: God's pretty huge. The love of yeah. God is big enough to include Israel. The love of God is big enough to include the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. The love of God is big enough to handle prophecy. It's big enough to handle mystery. God can hold of all of that in his love at the same time. And so, in our little finite minds, we feel like, well, God's hard drive is full. So, we got to delete some files. We'll delete gifts. We'll delete this. We'll delete Israel. We got to delete stuff to make room for us. You don't do that. You don't have to make room for us. God's the one that's already made room for us, and his love is big enough to hold it
0: all. So, listen, God's a big God,
1: and God's doing a lot of stuff.
0: I would say, Alan, that to those that hold to, the type of thinking that would violate the principle that if God's ever spoken to the earth, it's still here. And if you hold to the fact that if you say that the gifts are ceased, you can say that Israel has ceased. I would also say to those that preaches that, you know, in a sense that if the gifts, if you preach that, that some of the gifts have ceased, you open yourself up to the fact that Israel has ceased. Yeah, yes, you, that's you right. become vulnerable to that doctrine. That's right. You become oh, yeah. vulnerable to that spirit that would lead you in that path. Mm-hmm. So it's an, it's, 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 era. it's a hermeneutical area. Yeah. It's a hermeneutical area, and yeah. and I do believe that if God's ever spoke something to the earth, it becomes operational and active at that moment, and it goes all the way until it's fulfilled, and the fulfillment is the new heaven and the new earth.
1: That's right. So I think we're seeing. This is what's so sad, Jeff. We know that the Arab countries, the Palestinians, for the most part, are against Israel, and the only hope of Israel was basically the Christians, but now we're finding out that over 50% of the Christians are not even for Israel, so Israel's friends are, are, are are trimming on down pretty thin, Jeff, and we know that in these end times that all of these nations around Israel, we know that all of these countries are going to come in on Israel. Yeah, And somebody's got to wake up and smell the roses. How in the world can such a little country have the eyes of the world upon it? How could that be? Such a little, small country captivate the whole world. And I'll I'll submit to you, Jeff, is the reason why is because the nation Israel is the clock of the earth, the, the prophetic time clock of the earth. And you might like Israel, you might not like Israel, but my question is, why are you watching and keeping up with Israel?
0: Yeah, that's right. And we've said this before, but there's 2,400 places in the Bible that you have to allegorize in order to make replacement theology fit. And you deny all of the Old Testament prophecies of the regathering of the people into the land if you view a replacement theology. Yeah,
1: I'm compelled to say this, Jeff. You can reprimand me afterwards, but I'm compelled to say that if you, the Scriptures speak, that there, even the, elect it looks like the elect could even be deceived. Yes. And I believe that to believe in replacement theology is a part of the elect being deceived. I agree. Now, I, I, I totally know that'll agree. get us some love mail there off of that one, but that's yeah. how serious you and I think this thing is.
0: Absolutely. I think it's the greatest blasphemy of scripture that you can embrace is replacement theology.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, I would hate to be part of something and then destroy it. We're grafted yeah. into Israel now. We uh, then we want to turn around and destroy that it even is pertinent for today. Right. But anyway, we just need to pray that if those if that deception has come upon people, I understand it's um, people do that. I don't know. It's like when you say that the church has replaced Israel. It's like saying we're better than they are. We'll get it more right than Israel. It's a little more of a a little more of I'm better than you are mentality, it appears to me. Not saying yeah. that everybody's that way, but I think that carries structure in there. All right, Mr. Roland. Well, what do you think, buddy? Yes, you sir. think we need to talk about it? Carry on then maybe tomorrow. I think
0: we will pick up exactly where we left off tomorrow.
1: Okay. In this same article. Okay, buddy. Yeah. All right. Well, man. God, God bless. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith and Roland show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at com.
0: You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.